Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. All right, first off, we're at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings up off Highway 6, or, or down off Highway 6 in, uh, in Sugar Land, because up, we were up on the north side off at Buffalo Wild Wings off Highway 6 uh, last last week, a couple weeks ago. Oh, we're, on, we're, we're in Sugar Land, Highway 6, Buffalo Wild Wings, come through, hang out, just like Buffalo Wild Wings has, has, uh, has always done. They got that lighting just right, got that lounge lighting. Got that cold beer. And they tea. are trying to make some children around I, here. I, I'm, I'm just telling you, man. I agree. You're probably behind it, ain't you? You the, the, want to turn the, these lights off. I mean, I, I do appreciate lounge lighting. I think it sets a different mood, a different vibe. I greatly appreciate that. Never was a glow stick club guy. I, I appreciate the lounges. So <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm digging this uh, this Buffalo Wild Wings setting, no question about it. But y'all come through, hang out with us. Ron's going to give away a couple gift cards. I don't know what else they got over there, a couple packages. Yeah, you got a chance um, to win. Put your name in the yep, raffle box. You got a chance to win. All you got to do is sign up. Anybody in the building that hadn't signed up over there, you got too much money, let me hold 100 if that's the case. But uh, yeah, you can still sign up over here. All we need is your name and put it in the raffle box right there. Ron will pull it here here shortly. This Texans game is right around the corner. It's obviously a Saturday night primetime game, Ron, and as we get closer to kickoff, for me, you start digging a little bit deeper into the 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 schemes and the the health of the opponent and uh, kind of the matchups that, that the Texans have, like literally how do they match up strengths versus weaknesses. And uh, I like to do that later in the week as you start to know who's playing and who's not playing. And right now, I think we're getting some decent news on the Texans front in terms of, of the uh, of the uh, injury report. But I heard Dan Orlovsky on ESPN breaking down some Texans te- Texans video and stats and basically the matchup with Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator. C.J. Stroud versus Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator. And, Ron, I'm not going to lie to you. It turned me on a bit. Did it get you? Oh, it turned me on a bit. A little football and, uh, Well, it's, it's, it's spot on. As, we, as we've heard – Gus Bradley and the Indianapolis Colts, they're going to they're gonna play a bend-don't-break. They're going to play a ton of zone defense um, and expect their front four, who have been good, to rush the passer uh, and expect your front four to stop the run. And that's what we're up against. We've heard several people say that. But, of course, Dan Orlovsky, he went a little deeper. Uh, I wanted to bring that audio and let you guys hear it, and uh, and then we'll, we'll talk about it on the backside. Here is Dan Orlovsky talking about what C.J. Stroud – and Bobby Sloak and the Texans' offense is up against with Gus Bradley and the Colts' defense. Easy and hard as a quarterback when you're playing against a team with a ton of zones. So, one, you're going to get completions. Mm-hmm. But those completions, more often than not, aren't going to be chunks. Right. Unless you use play-action pass. CJ's going to have these short completions. Why do defenses play zone? They're going to give you completions because, one, they think at some point you're going to hold it too long and a sack is going to happen. Or, two, you'll have an offensive penalty that's going to set you back. Right. Or, three, you'll force the ball. You'll lack patience. So two things are going to be needed. Number one, they're going to have to hit some of those play actions that I just showed. Two, they don't care about yardage, zone defenses. They think at some point you're going to get into the red zone. I don't care if you kick six field goals, score six times. They, they want you to be d- down in the red zone, um, a lesser player. CJ holds the ball in the red zone more than any quarterback in the NFL. Wow. He's going to have to because he's going to have to make some plays that equal touchdowns and not just take completions just to get field goal. Boner alert. Yes, let me hear it one more time. T, not the audio, the, the, the drop. Oh. Boner alert. 
<laughs> yeah, no, look. <laughs> I like hey, that. I, I, I'm going to tell you. I, I'm going to tell you, man. Uh, I think Dan's spot on. Obviously, he, we know we're going to see a lot of zone. But I think Dan's spot on from a standpoint of, of between the 20-yard lines, Gus Bradley's going to be okay with C.J. Stroud taking the underneath completions. He's going to be okay with even uh, even allowing us to run the football between the 20s. And then they're going to they're going to tighten the, the the screws down inside in the, the 20s zone, once yeah. you get in the red zone. And you know, I, I think generally speaking, you know, you, all the things Dan said in terms of you know a negative play, you're going to take a sack, or there's going to be an offensive penalty, or you're going to force the football and get behind the chains, or force the football and have a turnover. Those are all things that you worry about with inexperienced young quarterbacks. But I'm going to be honest with you, Ron. I don't worry about it one bit with C.J. Stroud. In fact, in fact, as Tyler so so beautifully um, laid out there, it turns me on. Like I think C.J. Stroud against a a zone, a predominantly zone defense that's going to rush four, try to get home with four, drop seven into coverage. I really like C.J. Stroud's ability to take what the defense gives him, be very calculated in how they take their shots and when they take their shots. I think in fact I think that's the one place where CJ Stroud has improved the most and Bobby Slowick have improved and developed together the most is being smart in those situations, playing efficient football in those situations. And then on the flip side of it, what CJ Stroud is really good at that separates him from most quarterbacks is when a team does play zone and drop seven into coverage, his ability to drive the football to the second level of the field, really from 15 to 30 yards down the field, that window is elite. And so those two things are real. I've watched them with C.J. Stroud. They're real. It's it's him. It's, it's who he is. It's how he plays the game. It's how he's had a ton of success. Those two things being true, and then you're going to throw a defensive coordinator at us that's going to play 75% zone, and expect his front four to get home and wait for C.J. Stroud to make a poor decision and force the football, hey, man, I'm here for that. That's advantage Texans in a major, major way, if that if that is how the game unfolds, Ron. Yeah, I mean, that's what Gus likes to do. He, he loves to play zone. My and, and I think everything you're saying from what we've seen, you know, this is week 18. He's played in all but two of the ball games. And what we've seen is that is C.J. My only concern. And wonder is, Clint, is this is the biggest game he's ever played in his life. This is bigger than the Georgia game last year. This is a – because he wins this – if he wins this game, he gets into the playoffs. I mean, he's already, in in a way, put this franchise on his back. This is is stepping up into a a bigger place is we've not seen him break and get himself a little bit more aggressive. They used to try to do this to Peyton Manning all the time. I know the Patriots would try to. All right, man, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna force him at some point. It may be the third quarter, it may be the fourth quarter, but he wants to push the ball down the field. He wants to push the ball down the field. Can he take what's given to him all the time? You know, it's difficult for quarterbacks to do it. That's what makes Tom so yep. great. Is he was able, is in the biggest game of his life. Depending on how the game is going, if they ever fall, find themselves behind. Does it get to CJ? I've got to make a play. I got to make a play. He talked about it, uh, it when he spoke to the media earlier this week, saying, "Oh, I wanted to. I, I should have just hit hit my underneath route. Instead, I ran and took an unnecessary hit because I was trying to wait to make a bigger play." 
will the magnitude of the game, not saying it will, we've not seen that from him, but this is the biggest game of his life. That's the only thought is, will the magnitude of the game get to him where he feels like i got to make a play and i got to take chances, and that eats uh, right into the hands of what the Colts are trying to get him to do. Well, That's the only concern because, as you said, uh, He's been able to, to do things all year long yeah, with his own defense. I, I agree. And if that does happen, Ron, that's one of them where on Monday we got to talk about it. Because we'll be. CJ hadn't shown the propensity to do that. Like, he hasn't shown the, 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 the man, I just got to go make this big play. I'm going to put the game in my own hands and go force the football. He's made, I mean, one of the more impressive things be, besides throwing the ball in that, in, that, in that second level of the field as well as he does, I mean, has been how, how he's, he is. I mean, he's 95% plus clip of making the right decision. Um, it's been really impressive. The other thing that Dan said there that I think that stands out, Ron, is C.J. Stroud holding the football more in the red zone than any quarterback in the league. Um, again, typically that's something you'd rather not see. But given the way the Texans are built right now, they don't have a man beater where he can ju- they, feel, they can feel good about just calling the fade. Let's just throw the jump ball in the corner. There's some teams, a lot of teams out there have that guy. They don't have that guy, right? Everything they do, um, is it, it relies on Bobby Slowick dialing something up where somebody creates separation or C.J. Stroud holding the football and allowing somebody to create separation on their own. And, I, again, I'm just really comfortable with C.J. Stroud holding the football. I mean, I, I am A-OK with C.J. Now, Based off what we've seen, he doesn't make mistakes. He hasn't. He hasn't made very many mistakes with that. His he is very smart. In or out of the pocket, holding the football. He is. He has been. He has shown for an extended period of time to be very smart with the football. Now, the one thing that does scare me a little bit about him holding the football is that damn head of his. Right. I mean, is you start holding the football the way that 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 you have to 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 garner the the stat of holding it longer than anybody else in the NFL. There's obviously some risk associated with it, and now we got to worry about his head getting bounced off the turf again. That concerns me a little bit for him personally, but as it relates to what the, the Colts' defense is going to do versus the Texans, Ron, I, I, I just I absolutely love it, man. I Because, I, again, if they're just going to rush four, if they're just going to rush four and, and, and we've, got, we've got a good plan in terms of protecting – then it's going to take their front four, one of those guys, just kicking the hell out of, out of one of our offensive linemen for four quarters. It's going to take Bobby Slowick not adjusting and giving that guy help, whoever it may be. Yeah. Like it, 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 that that conservative approach is is depending on the opponent to ultimately lose the game, and I just don't think CJ's going to do that, man. I I, I feel I feel now the good CJ about. yeah the CJ we have seen the CJ we've seen all year long. Um, I feel good about that. Like I said this earlier, uh, usually you don't want young quarterbacks. You don't like young quarterbacks who have to hold the ball and have to 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 look and are forced to read yeah. and make reads and sit. In the, I think CJ usually excels at that, and as you said, is not afraid to take. All right, I'll take this. I'll take this. I'll take that. It's just we'll see what happens, how the game goes in a big game. Some some we've seen the greatest feel like they've got to make plays. I don't know if you guys are following this uh, this college football transfer portal news, but uh, they got a big fish done hit the portal this morning, man. Quinshawn Junkins. We're talking about the running back. Mm, yeah. Running back out of Ole Miss. 
We're talking about a first-team All-SEC running back. Yep. A team that had 11 wins, is a top-10 team that just killed it in the portal. From a a talent standpoint, you can argue with what old – like their current standing, their season this year, and what Lane Kiffin just did in the portal – you can argue that this is a – Ole Miss can have, like, legitimate national championship expectations next year. I don't think they're going to do it, but if I was an Ole Miss fan, I would go, okay, if we're ever going to make that run, this is the year. I mean, they, they got the number one linebacker, the number one defensive lineman. I mean, they, they got their quarterback, who I'm not a big fan of, but he, he is he does produce. He's coming back. He announced he's coming back next year. 12-team playoff. Yeah, 12-team playoff. I mean, it, it's – you can argue, hey, man – this is a hell of a time to be at Ole Miss, and they're really their their best player on offense. That their their whole offense was built around this guy. He said today, "I'm in this. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and jump in this portal, y'all." The crazy thing to me is I can't help but look at it as Ole Miss went out there and paid a bunch of dudes in that transfer portal to come on in and play for him. And Quinshawn Junkin said, "Well, wait a minute." You're going to pay these cats more than you're paying me, and I just was an all-SEC player for you? i got to get some bread. And if he, it, it, clearly they, they, didn't, they didn't pony up, and he jumps into the portal. The business is getting big in that portal, not just recruiting, in that portal as well, man. Yeah, it's free agency, baby. Free, it, it is wild to me the guys that are bouncing, that are leaving. Like, he, he's one – we've seen quarterbacks that are leaving that are – Oklahoma lost their quarterback to Oregon. Like, it's, it is – it is wild. But the the, 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 the crazy thing, Ron, for me with the transfer portal is you got guys like Arkansas, for instance. We we lost a linebacker that was our leading tackler, and he went to Wisconsin. I mean, it, you, like you, you're not. I can understand where. Like we also lost a linebacker to Ole Miss. I mean, you're going to a top ten football team. You're going to the to the best team in the West, not named Alabama. Ultimately, yeah. maybe LSU, maybe yeah, Syracuse. But this quarterback, Ohio State's quarterback, but Syracuse. Go to Syracuse. <laughs> like, what what are these guys doing? I mean, I can understand the ETN kid from Florida bouncing and going to Georgia. Hey, you're going you're going to with a better supporting cast. You got a chance to win a national title. The 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 lateral to the lateral moves to the step down move, it, it blows my mind. I'm gonna be interested to see where this Junkins kids goes because. You got to think it's going to be one of them big boys that that is is currently but, in the national championship. But you don't know, right? You, know, you, you, you don't know. It could be. I wouldn't be surprised if it was somebody that is viewed below Ole Miss. If they, as you said, if they, if, they, if the money is right, now I don't think I don't think he's going to go to Fordham. But I mean, if the if the money, if the money, see if, if sorry Prime, about the Rams, if, if Prime can get, but him if the in, money in was right at Colorado, yeah. Yeah, I can see him Woo, going there. Love that money. That'd be a hard move for me, though, man. That'd be a hard. If that were my running back, it'd be like if you're gonna go to Georgia, cool. You uh, e- even like Oregon, Washington, and 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 Ohio State, Michigan. You go to William, cool. I get it. I hey, bet I, Lane didn't think he had to worry about him. Come on, man. If he didn't, boy, he damn sure should have. Yeah. yeah. That, that that transfer that that damn transfer portal is big business now. No, it is. It is. It is. Uh, it is real big business. All right, as we continue here. Thirsty Thursday, the final one of the year. We appreciate you all who have come out. And if you're on the way, come on through. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. Uh, TV's all over the place uh, to watch everything you need uh, tonight and uh, and to hang out. Have good cold beer. Thanks to our good friends with Bud Light who have helped us every step of the way uh, during these uh, Thursdays here at Buffalo Wild Wings. Come out, get you some wings. They got the uh, the special on the uh, 
on the boneless wings. So go on out, order you some wings, get you some good food, and your chance to win a $25 Visa gift card. Coming up, um, the Texans have taken in their fair share of hardware this year with some of the great play by some of their young players. They got some more yesterday. This may be the first time I'm not sure I agree with it. We'll discuss that coming up next right here live here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Sugarland off Highway 6. It's a thirsty Thursday with our friends at Bud Light on Sports Radio 610. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings off Highway 6 in Sugarland, here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back as we are live here in Sugarland. It's starting to pick up in here, man. You ain't lying, boy. They don't budge on this on this lighting atmosphere, don't they? Mm-hmm. They keep it right down here, baby. <laughs> starting to uh, starting to pick up. So make your way on down I gotta, here. I got to figure out the. I got to get with some of the decision makers and figure out what what whose call about. is it? Yeah. I mean, I know they notice. I mean, oh, it's, hell, it's, it's 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 so low and so dim that it's like that was done strategically. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying sounds, to get you off in Buffalo Wild Wings. They're, and they're playing you. some ballots or something around here. They're playing nah, some they're, R&B they're playing joints. Little, playing they're some. playing some good country music a little early. Now. They get off in here about 10 p.m. or about 9 p.m. start playing a little R&B. I, I'd get in trouble over in that corner. I ain't gonna lie. I wouldn't be surprised if, if a pole just slid up somewhere and somebody just slid down it. That wouldn't shock me well, no. with, the lighting, <laughs> with the lighting that's set up in here. <laughs> in here I, would, I would be surprised if, if some coming to the stage. I tell you what, if Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> drops a pole out of that See, uh, let's see them. We're gonna we're gonna have a packed house. Bro. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be hey, we're gonna be here every Thursday. Hey, it's, it's basketball <laughs> season. Yep, Thursday Thursdays. Every oh, we'll go to the doubt. same way. All right, um, as we get you ready for this big game, I, I I said this, and I another one I didn't think it was an argument, um, but I said this is this is C.J. Stroud's biggest game of his life, um, and I got I got hit with no, it's not. See, the, 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 the college football playoff or games against Michigan were bigger. Uh, listen, I'm not going to say they weren't big games. But for me, in my opinion, the NFL to get into the playoffs, someone texted and said, I would argue the college football game is bigger game than, than the game to get in in front of a larger crowd. Listen, I mean, they both played at football stadiums, at NFL football stadiums. I believe he was in, he was in uh, the, the Superdome and he'll be in – a packed Lucas Oil Dome uh, against the Colts. Right? I just, to me, the NFL and college. I love college football. I really do. I just, I don't think they're on the same level in terms of uh, of you're playing against the best in the world all the way around. And I'm not saying Michigan wasn't a big game or yeah. Georgia, but this right here with a franchise which is on your back to get to the playoffs against a division rival in the NFL, the best of the best. I think this, for, for me, I think this is the biggest game of his life. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's hard to separate. I, I think the hype around the Michigan-Ohio State game and the hype around the the uh, college football playoffs is in the lead-up to it, what he had to deal with and the exposures, probably tenfold what he's going to deal with this particular game. But to your point, I, like I think if, if you put yourself in C.J. Stroud's um, position – you're the big dog in those games, man. You, you're surrounded by dudes that are better than the opponent. You're expected to be there. Um, you know, you're you're you've got a lot of help. Um, you're used to it. I, to me, the way I view this game is they've exceeded expectations. 
C.J. Stroud is a rookie that's carrying this team that's brought so much hope to a city that was that has just been absolutely, I mean, um, torn down from a football perspective with what's gone on with the Texans before. And now it's a game for really all the marbles. Getting to the playoffs this year for the Texans would be absolutely huge. So, you know, I think if you eliminate just the hype that's around the Michigan-Ohio State game, the buildup of a college football playoff game, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, he's Saturday night Joe Buck. The internal. Troy the, Aikman, Saturday yeah. night standalone. Well, nah, the, man, the internal, hey, I'm C.J. Stroud. I got pressure on me to go out there and play. I, I think the, the, the pressure is probably greater in this ballgame to get this franchise at the, at the pinnacle of your profession to get them to the playoffs. Um, yeah, you're playing against grown-ass men, not somebody who had biology yeah, earlier in the right. week. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just easier. Like, in that instance, I think C.J. Stroud walked in peacocking with his chest out like, I got this. Don't they won or not is irrelevant. But you walk in and you're like, yeah, I'm that dude. This is one where you're, he's trying to arrive, just like the Texans are trying to arrive. And yeah, it's a, I, I think it, just, it, it, it would mean more to his career. Yes, it's another level. It's yeah. a complete different yeah. level. I, I, yeah. I think I agree with you. I think yeah. I agree with your point. Yeah, somebody playing the final four is not it, it, is not bigger than playing in the first round of the of the playoffs. I, I'm sorry, it's just it's just yeah. we're at a different different level. And you talk about leg- you talk about early start to a legacy, right here. Yeah, this team in no man, it's uh, that that will be big time. All right, uh, Clint, I, I the, the the Texans um, they did get one Pro Bowler. And Laramie Tunzel, he made it to his fourth Pro Bowl. Uh, and if you missed it, he was on within the loop. He was on today within the loop, and he was talking about hell. I'm, I'm trying to get to, to to all pro. Which hey, there you go. I felt like there was a. I felt like he deserved that last year. I thought he was really, really good at all pro, or really, really good last year, and had a chance uh, to be uh, to be an all pro last year. I got to be honest with you, Clint. When I saw Laramie Tunzel pop up as a Pro Bowler. That one caught me off guard. I, I did not. I did. I did not. I did not watch. And I'll and I'll be fair to say I watch. I watch a lot of NFL. But I mean, Laramie Tones is obviously the guy that we cover and we watch him closely. So I, I'm not going to sit here and say I've watched every team in the AFC a ton. But I I've watched him, Clint. We've had conversations. That I, there is no way to me I would have said now that guy. He's one of the three best tackles in the in the Ameri- in the uh, in the AFC. That, that, that I, it just does not seem like he's had that type of year. Yeah, right. Look, it, I, I think if you drafted tackles, if you had a tackle draft, he would he would go top two, top sure, three, yes. without a doubt. But but as it pertains to this year, yes. like I did not think that Laramie Tunsil was having a Pro Bowl year. I, I mean, you're, you're talking about like I, to me, we're talking about a team that that has struggled running the football, fourteen to seventeen games. I mean, I mean, and I'm talking about to the tune of like, damn, we can't run it at all. Um, you're talking about a, a guy that in, in one of the two or three most important games that's been played this year, the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Um, Josh Allen chose to go against Laramie Tunsil and generated 42 pressures on the quarterback. Not really, but a ton of them on the quarterback. Um, I, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't think Laramie Tunsil was having a Pro Bowl year, but as we know. Um, the, the the Pro Bowl stuff is that there's a, a popularity contest aspect to to every Pro Bowl every single year as well. 
Yeah. And he's got a deservedly so. He's not, yeah, deservedly so, he's got a reputation of being one of the best tackles in the game of football, which I believe he really is if you're just talking tackle play and what somebody's capable of doing. But this year, I'm with you. I'm, I'm surprised he's on it as well. Yeah, it, it, Hill, I was – like that's the last posi- person of the position group I thought <laughs> would make it <laughs> into the, the pro ball. Like when I think about the Texans offensive line this year, whoo, I, I, like I, like it's, it's hard to say, boy, any of them made – and listen, he's not the only one on the list where I'm thinking – well, I, t- I don't think Patrick Mahomes should have made it. I don't think Patrick – like, I have not watched Patrick Mahomes and thought he's had one of the three best seasons of of AFC quarterbacks. I, like, I would have I, I would have voted – bad. I would have voted Josh Allen ahead of him. All right, hell, if CJ didn't miss those two games and continue to play it – well, not, not play like he played against the Jets for two, but continue to play like he played throughout the season, hell, I think he was more deserving of getting there before Mahomes. There are others, but I just – I was just really surprised because cause this is what I'm thinking to myself. If he, if he is legit making it, then the tackle play has been down this season. What I would, I would look at it to think is the tackle play has been down. Because there have been too many games, Clint, where I'm like, the other side of the line, the other side, the other tackle is playing comparable to yep. the left tackle in George Fan at times. Right? And so – that's it. Like, I mean, congratulations to him. And I also want to say, it's not just it, – there are reasons. I think he was dealing with a real injury. I think he has been dealing with a real knee injury throughout. He missed two games for it. I think that had a lot to do with it. There were times where we looked at and we are just like, he's just not moving yeah. the way that he normally moves. And I think that played a role into – so I'm not saying that he just sucks or anything like that or he has sucked this year. I think there is, <laughs> there is something to go along with it. But boy, I just, I, I just didn't, I didn't see. Well, that guy's, that guy's been one of the top three tackles in the in in the game in the game. So interesting there. But he does get to the Pro Bowl. They did get six alternates. Hopefully, guys like CJ uh, and uh, and the gang may get opportunities to go in if they don't obviously make a Super Bowl run. So uh, that is the latest. All right, coming up, your chance here in the next thirty minutes to win a twenty-five dollar Visa gift card. We'll be hooking. Summing up with our final gift card. So if you have not signed up and put your name there in the raffle box, that will be coming up in the next 30 minutes or so. All right, D'Amico has said one thing all week long. One thing all week long. Is it just talk or is it real? We'll discuss that coming up next. It's a Thirsty Thursday with our friends at Bud Light on Sports Radio 610. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings off Highway 6 in Sugarland. here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. That's right, baby. The Drive is live, and um, we're having a good time out here, man. It's so good to talk to folks in between the breaks and get to... uh, to hang out with uh, some of our very loyal listeners, and we appreciate some of you. Give yourselves a hand. Some of y'all travel along with us, roll with us out here, and uh, come from spot to spot, uh, and we we certainly do appreciate that on these uh, thirsty Thursdays. You like oh, you like he's about to. I just want to know why Matt didn't give us a little uh, clap right there, and no. everybody. <laughs> Man, and his response is, "I'm with Get it y'all. Together, man. I'm with y'all every week. Like that, <laughs> like that, that's not deserving it to to add a clap to it. No, uh, it no, it's been a great time out here, and uh, we're having we're having a, a a really good time out here. Clint, one thing we've heard D'Amico talk about, and not just D'Amico, 
uh, Clint, but well, we've heard C.J. Stroud talk about it. We've heard Bobby Slowick talk about it. Is the difference from when they played the Colts in week two, the second week of the season, coming off the game against Baltimore to where they are now. Here is D'Amico even deeper on uh, where he sees his team today as opposed to the first time they played against the Colts. Yeah, we're a completely different team now from our from our first meeting. You, know, you put the tape on, and it's like, wow, I'm encouraged by how much better we've gotten. You, know, you kind of know like who we are now. I think early in the year, you're everybody's every team in the league. You're trying to figure out who you are, figure out your identity, right? How are you going to play? So, I think now, you know, we know who we are, our brand of football, how we have to play, how we have to win games. You know that you figure that out throughout the year. You figure it out through a lot of growing pains, a lot of tough moments, but you figure it out. And we're in a good spot now. This is interesting because these two teams, Clint, are, are really in the same boat, right? <laughs> they were yeah. two rookie coaches drafting quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks from the jump down. They've gotten to the 9-7 and seven mark in different ways. They lost their quarterback who played in that first game. But they've had to have some growth through their team. They've had some players that played in that game. Um that won't play in this one. They've had some players that didn't play in that game that are very important. Same with the Texans uh, in, in the same round. Uh, so both teams have, have are different from where they were. Do you think the Texans have an advantage here from the change in where they are from week two to where the Colts are from week two? Both teams are different. Who do you think that's an advantage towards right now? Well, I think that the team that's grown the most um, – is the Texans Has without be, a doubt? Right? I mean, because you, you've got a quarterback that yep. that you can put the game on his shoulders and he can go win it on any given Sunday. Um, and so I think they've grown the most. Uh, I, I think I would say that um, you know the Texans, but you can say this about the Colts too. I, I think that the big picture when D'Amico Ryan says what he said, I get I get I stop when he says identity because I, I think. They knew what they wanted to be as Texans football, but they they didn't know what they were gonna what they were really gonna be. I think D'Amico had a much better idea, and and, and I think D'Amico's development has been more about finding out what personnel are gonna do exactly what he wants them to do, and then he was gonna let them loose. And now I think he's done that. Um, for me though, I think the big change from an identity standpoint has come on off on the offensive side. You, you can argue. Uh, that the at halftime of the Indianapolis game, after getting down 14-zip, is when Bobby Slowick said, hey, I'm going to let Luke, I'm going to let C.J. Stroud cook. Yeah. That's who we're going to be. We're, we're not going to try to be this, this two-headed monster of running the football and we're, we're going to be a ground and pound and be more physical and dominate the line of scrimmage. We're going to put this thing in C.J. Stroud's hands. We're going to let him cook and we're going to go win some games. And our identity is going to start with C.J. Stroud, and I, I think that's the biggest difference between week two and, and today. Now, there was obviously the Texans were banged up, but the Colts were too. Um, the, the Texans are much healthier, um, but the biggest difference is, is C.J. Stroud and Bobby Slowick. Uh, they figured each other out rather quickly, and, and they have a strong identity. Yeah, and, and – I think that's the part, right? If Anthony Richardson was 16 games in and they were here, you would feel the growth and styking together, yep. growing together. That may be a different different thing. I think it's advantage Texans right now. It doesn't mean they're going to win, 
But C.J. Stroud, their young players are vastly, vastly different from there before, and, and they're important. C.J. Now, Tank Dell is not there. That's a, that's a big loss. But C.J., Nico, Will Anderson, those guys are in a completely different space of growth from from where they from where they are. And I think there's two things that really stick out outside. Also, when you just kind of look at that game, they rush for forty something yards with their running backs. Now, listen, their run game, we talked about it yesterday, is not great at all. But they are different from now they've embraced Devin Singletary. They're, they're different from now embracing that part, and now they run the ball more effectively than they did in that game. And they couldn't get any pressure on Gardner Minshew or, uh, or Anthony Richardson. I mean, they had to, they had to knock him out uh, you know, at the, uh, at the goal line to get him out of the game. They had... No sacks in that game. They've got 21 sacks in their last five games. Like that, the run game, the run game, and these could be differences. The run game, I think, is a lot different. And I think their pass rush, their front seven, now him getting blitzing and getting pressures the way he runs that. I think those are major, major differences that that are going to be very different for the we, Colts when they watch. We, we'd save a lot of time and a lot of energy if we just picked out, try to find the similarities. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. The similarities of, of there's a couple of guys that were that were started in that game that are starting in this game. Coaches are the same. Coaches are up for coach of the year, kind of deal. Reality reality of the whole situation is is for both teams, because um, you better believe that Gardner Minshew um, and and Shane Steichen didn't know each other real well in terms of what they even though they spent some time in, in, Philly. in Philly together, yeah. they didn't know exactly what it was going to look like in Indy. And as the season's gone along, they've put it together as well. They're running the RPO stuff. Their, their, their quick game and RPO game is second to none in the league. And, and so um, they, they've developed as well. Uh, I just You're talking about week two versus week 18. There, there shouldn't be any similarities. No, it should be. A if big, there are, your ass ain't developing and, and yeah. maturing guys at all. A big one, though, is, is Jonathan Taylor. He, yeah. d- he didn't play the first game, and <laughs> now we heard – we heard Tyler touting the history of Gardner Minshew versus the Texans. Owen three is a starter, baby. He wasn't ta- he wasn't he wasn't touting Jonathan Taylor. No, nah, he didn't he didn't, he didn't he do that with Jonathan four Taylor. Four over five and zero oh is a starter, baby. He, he checked <laughs> he checked down on Jonathan Taylor. Now he didn't play the first game. And listen, Jonathan Taylor hasn't had like a Jonathan Taylor type season throughout. I mean, he's had injuries and he he's been out some. But that's a major difference that the Texans have got to to deal with that they didn't have to deal with the first time. And to be honest, Zach Moss actually ran the ball pretty effectively the first game, especially with Richardson. And then even when Richardson got hurt, he still had some yeah. big runs in there. So Jonathan Taylor is – that's probably from the Texans. That, that may be the biggest difference that they're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, look, I think the one thing that sticks out from that Colts game that, that is different – is going to be different without a doubt is – the Colts aren't going to jump out to a 14-0 lead as quickly as they did last time. And that game sticks out to me because I remember – I remember, regardless of how it happened or why it happened, Anthony Richardson had two touchdowns, two, two, two touchdown runs of, of, of some good distance yeah. where he was untouched. And then Zach Moss turns around and he runs one in and he was untouched from from a good distance out. I just don't believe this defense that D'Amico Ryan's has in Week 18 is going to let anybody 
run the football untouched the way that that group did week two. That's going to be a huge difference. Multiple times. Yes. Yeah, like multiple yes. Times multiple in times day. in the first half. Yeah. All right. Uh, hang in here. Hang out with us here. Is, uh coming up in, I would say, about 15, 20 minutes, your chance to win our final uh, gift card prize. I going to give away a little more? I'm going to give away a little bit more. I got, I got 25 bucks for folks. I, I'm going to tell you, this has been testing my, my patience today. I've almost I've almost caved in on drinks. This, uh, the, the, Hold this on, one, This one today has I'll help you stay strong. Has, has tested me. I have almost strong, I have man. I have almost caved in. That old Henny hustle they got around here is pretty good. I, I was going to try to be a little safer. I was going. Oh, I had I had that. Uh, we had a couple of listeners come up and come on, man. Let me be strong. On the, t- man. On the tip of my tongue, you'll be proud of yourself. On the tip of my tongue, I almost said. Ah. Vodka Red Bull right now. Bang it out. Bang it out. Vodka Red Bull right now. Bang it out. I did. I almost did. I almost did. Don't do it, man. Stay strong. I'm drunk, I guess. I may have to tone up. The food's not getting me. Although I really would. I really wouldn't mind. Ordering some of them wings right now with that. Uh, Are wings bad for you? That yeah, Chipotle. Well, the, what I want to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get that Chipotle rub and dunk it in ranch is what I want to do. Come on. <laughs> well, you're, if you're wondering how it is, just ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stepped behind here when I saw you go there chowing them bad boys down. <laughs> I'll eat a salad here in a minute for you. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. The pool, the pool chicken, the pool chicken. All joking salad. aside, that pool, that pool chicken salad. No, it is. Now. It is. It is. But I'm telling you that the queso here, that triple, that that, that used to be my, my go. This conversation ain't helping you. Is my go to right now? I want to give that <laughs> sausage world. <laughs> Shut up, Tyler. Hate your guts. All right, someone uh, here on the text line coming in, Clint. I agree with you, but my concern is the absence of the offensive speed without Tank and uh, potentially Noah Brown. Uh, and we'll get to that more. Yeah, the the speed is is something, but at least they've been dealing with not having Tank for a little bit. Like I, I think they've yeah they've dealt with that a little bit. It, it's not like it's it's a hundred percent going to help, right? Like it, you would you would feel better. He played well. In that game, we're talking about differences. He still had seventy-four yards and a touch in that game, but at least, at least it's not coming right off the jet. Like the Jets game, that was the first time they they were without him. They played several games without him, and I think yeah. they've adjusted how they can play. But I'm I'm with you on that. That 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 is Ocho the 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 tank missing and the Noah Brown missing the speed as a reliable second receiver. Uh, that that is that is something to be concerned about. It is. All right, coming up as we continue here live here in uh, in Sugarland off Highway Six. We're uh, hanging out Thirsty Thursday. Come on out, have a good time with us. Like I said, your uh, your time is limited. Your chance to uh, to win a twenty five dollar gift card. My man right here signing up right now, baby. He's ready to go. He came in. He came in. He came in. <laughs> Chipper and happy as hell. Yeah, let's go on sign up right here. Let me go and sign to get that two five for you. Come on out, hang out with us. As we'll be here till six o'clock. Hanging out, get you some wings, get you some uh, some food. Our great fans at Bud Light have been a uh, big time with you. All right, we'll give you the latest. We just talked about Noah Brown. We'll give you the latest on guys that are out. A, an important, important piece. Uh, the Texans are going to have to play this game without. We'll give you the latest on the injury report. And a move, a playoff team has made a move to add a late former Pro Bowl running back. We'll discuss that coming up next right here on The Drive.